bad. What are the long box guys going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Long Box Guys. With me, as always, some of my very best friends since I'm a very little kid. Hey, Josh. How you doing? What you drinking? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. And uh, after LARPing on Sunday, I actually shot down to a brewery in Braintree I've been meaning to get to called Vitamin C. C like S-E-A, the vitamin C. And I've got one of their beers called Mind Surfing, and it is delightful. Nice. It's a big old IPA. Big old IPA. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking there, friend? I'm doing okay, and I'm drinking some Orchard House Scotch by Treehouse. Or sorry, by uh, Compass Box. Uh, Treehouse is Josh's. By Compass Box, it is delicious. It has a nice uh, fruity, fruity hint to it. I, I like a little fruit uh, at the very back of my scotch, actually. Mike, how about you? How you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing fine, but I am uh, just drinking an A&W Zero Sugar Root Beer because I didn't have any beer. Well, it's root beer. That's a sad story, Mike. It is. I, did, I went out and got some, story. but it just wasn't cold. So I do have a bottle of scotch that I've been saving for when you guys come over next time. Oh. Oh. I can't wait for one of us to die. Is that what it's going to take? <laughs> Speaking of dying, if one of us does, we might be able to come back to the vampire. And if we do, it is assured that we will be uh, hunted down by Blade the Vampire Hunter. Ooh. Blade the Vampire Hunter, one of what? I, sorry, I get distracted. My wife was holding up a pile of clothing that she pulled out of the laundry. And I'm like... Yes, it's laundry. I don't want to say. No, I wasn't. It wasn't your distraction. It was how long a trip that Segway took. I like to take the scenic route on some Segways. Me. Speaking of which, I was at a wedding. And it was an outdoor wedding at a farm. And this guy was riding around in a Segway. None of us had ever seen one before. And I said, wow, can I try? And he said, no. And he Segwayed away. That guy's a fucking dick. Fuck that guy. Sorry, just wanted to make sure. He should have transitioned to a different topic. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He should have said, yes, I really do enjoy living on a farm and just scoot it away. But no, he would be a dick. And speaking of dicks, we're going to be talking about Blade the Vampire Hunter, which is a very important character in Marvel history for a lot of reasons. And I don't think he gets enough credit in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as being not only the first one of the first big Marvel movies, but also the first R-rated Marvel movie. So uh, we're going to get into the comic book history, a little bit of the uh, film history, and we're going to talk about a character that I actually think is pretty fun. So I drew the short straw, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Blade. Uh, he first appears in 1973 in The Tomb of Dracula number 10. Uh, Marv Wolfman penciled him in Gene Colin. Colin? The A was the... Uh, Colin? Colon? Colon. Colon. All right. Colon. Uh, was the uh, uh, co our creator. The, the writer was Mark Wolfman. The artist was Gene Coleman. Uh, he is a vampire who was uh, born from a mortal woman. So the woman was bitten by a vampire. Uh, she was pregnant with him. She died giving birth to him. 
depending on storylines, I'm sure they brought her back at some point, just because why wouldn't you bring the mother back at some point? I haven't read every single Blade, but it seems like it's ripe to bring her back as a vampire in some weird permutation. She actually died during childbirth, and that was the first vampire that Blade killed. Yeah, but they got to bring her back at some point. I'm telling you. Think about it. Think Think about it. Oh yeah, the first. <laughs> well, she was she was in Blade Three, wasn't she? No. Yes. The Blade Trinity movie she was in. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. What yeah. Blade's mother? Yeah. 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 The young black vampire in the third movie is Blade's mom. Blade's mom. I don't remember that at all. I just watched it a couple days ago. I just blown your mind. I just watched it a couple days ago. I just don't remember that. It's true. It's all true. I just watched it a couple days ago. All right. Well, in the past, he's been a uh, member of uh, many teams, the Avengers, MI-13, Night Starkers, Vanguard, my favorite, Midnight Suns, and also the Mighty Avengers. Notable aliases, the Daywalker, Switchblade, Spider-Hero. He was briefly Ronin, according to this, but I don't remember that either. And Frank Blade. Uh, he has most of the powers of a vampire and none of the big... Uh, come on one of the big setbacks, except he does have uh, uh, the hunger. The hunger. So he's got the hunger going for him. Makes a little game out of it, though. Yeah. Also known as the thirst. Also known as the thirst. Uh, So he has slowed aging, the ability to sense supernatural creatures, uh, immune to vampire bites and vampire hypnosis, accelerated hearing, healing, sight, sense. Doesn't have any shape-changing abilities. That would be cool. Well, he that. he's a damn fear only because one of your favorite characters, Morbius, <laughs> bit him. And because Morbius is not a supernatural vampire, but a scientific vampire. That is how Blade got his a lot of his superpowers. For science! 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 I just wanted to say that because Morbius bites. Ah, uh, <laughs> see what I did there? I did. Uh, okay. And it brought it back to this. And, yeah. Yeah. Did I miss him? <laughs> now I'm staring at this picture going, I don't remember her at all. Did I miss a Blade movie? Did you see Ryan Reynolds in the Blade movie? Yes. Then well, you saw so that movie. She was there. Was I just that so movie. excited how cool Ryan Reynolds was? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. Wait, I'm was watch. Fr- Wait, was she in the first movie? No. She was in Blade 3, Trinity. That was her name. No, I don't know if that was her name. I can't yeah, remember. She was I, in I Blade Trinity. But as far as you know, it was. <laughs> all right. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I don't remember that. She was like strapping him into the big, you know, blood draining device that was over convoluted. So Blade was one of those black exploitation characters that they wanted to write into Marvel Comics. Also, uh, the comic book code of authority had just loosened its restrictions, which is why Marvel was suddenly making horror comics. They had the tomb of Dracula and they needed somebody to uh, a foil for uh, Dracula himself and so that's why where Blade comes in he was created by Marv Wolfman 
Marv Wolfman realized that he was such a great character that he was just going to take over the comics, so he kind of removed him for a, a little while in the, that series. I'm just helping you out because I know you're still looking at the photo of the <laughs> Blade's mom going, who is this person? Why don't I remember? I'm also looking at the cast and I don't even see a Trinity listed. No, it is the first movie. Cause Deacon oh, the Frost... first movie, fine. Yeah, because it's Deacon Frost is the bad guy. And yeah, and they strap him down to the thing to summon the, the blood god. That's the first movie, right? That is the first movie. They kept saying it was the third fucking movie. And the third fucking movie that I just watched. One. I'm like, you're wrong. It's not there. Nah, I just watched the first all, movie. so... It was it's movie number one. Yes, yeah, that one I haven't. I, that one I actually didn't watch recently because I saw it a long time ago and it was just okay. The other two I thought were better. So it wasn't the third, you fucking piece of shit. Fuck right. off! You kept Steven Dorf is the villain, right? In Blade One. Dorf. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't yeah. know the actor's name. Wait, yeah. Dorf on golf. Was yeah, the villain in Blade? Steven Dorf on Vampire Golf. Oh, oh, Steven Dorf. Okay. Steven Dorf on Vampire Golf. Confusing my dorfs. Don't confuse your dorfs, Mike. And if you do, make sure you wash your hands afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so a few other things to say about the Blade when it comes to that black exploitation part. They really were very keen on getting in on the uh, the African American comic book and. Uh, you know, jumping on that thing, uh, that, that, that bandwagon, uh, Superfly was huge, uh, never really translated over. So, uh, yeah, they really wanted that part of it. They had just got, made some good inroads when it came to the Chinese exploitation movies by bringing, like, Shang-Chi and a couple other martial artist heroes. So they really thought they had a winner with this one. Uh, one other thing I liked about those early Blade comics is some of them were the big uh, magazine style to get around the comic book, uh, code of authority. Um, I love those. Did you guys like those? They were black and white. They were real cool. I didn't read any of them, but I do like that format. I don't know. It seems seems hefty. It's nice. It's hefty in your hand. It feels good. I like the black yeah. and white. Yeah, the first uh, I one I ever had was uh, the DC versus Marvel. It was like yeah. the, big, the, big, the big format. It was nice. Those were a little bit different just because they had that cardboard cover, and these were total magazine formats. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that I, one was more like uh, – it felt like a D&D module. It was like it, that that kind of – yeah. It did. It kind of felt like that because it had that. But this was more just a, a simple, straightforward magazine, uh, and they were terrific. A lot of people do forget – Oh, I was going to say, and it's where a lot of the writers who ended up becoming really famous for Marvel Comics got their start – was writing the shorter stories in these horror anthologies. Uh, even Marv Wolfman got started in that way. Uh, Chris Claremont, all those guys were on the horror comics, doing the smaller stories, learning their craft before they moved on to the bigger superhero titles that Marvel Comics had. So in a way, Blade was one of the, Characters that was like a training ground for writers. I, I totally agree with that, uh, and you see that also in some of the other. Now you you mentioned the horror comics, but they also had those uh, kung fu comics, yeah. uh, including uh, Iron Fist, uh, the Bronze Tiger, the uh, the Dragon. What was the Brotherhood of the Dragon? White Tiger. White Tiger. That was another good one. All of those, they were doing shorter stories and they were popping around different characters. But a lot of writers and a lot of artists got to cycle through that. 
So uh, you're absolutely right. It was a great training ground. But then the 90s came, and they needed kick-ass action heroes. And that's where Blade comes in. That's right. So we're starting off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know why they went with Blade as one of the first big, big names. They made some really shit movies. Can you guys name some of the shit Marvel movies before that? Fantastic Four. Captain America. America. The one with the shield that goes in front of the... Spider-Man. Spider-Man movies weren't that great. 70 Spider-Man movies. You're, that is the nicest anyone's ever been to the 70 Spider-Man movies. Do you know who that Spider-Man was, by the way? I didn't find this out until later. Desi Arnaz Jr. Jr. It was like the little kid. Yeah. It was a little kid from Lucille, Lucy Paul, Lucy Paul. No, it was their kid, Desi Arnaz Jr. Jr., I guess. Okay. Sure. Look it up, kids. Okay. Yeah, so when the 90s came around, they wanted uh, darker characters, more of the anti-hero, and uh, that's where Blade really took off as far as popularity goes. That's what spurned on them making the first Marvel movie. It's a good idea, though, right? Because you want to do a big action movie, um, and horror movies always do well at the box office, so taking a known commodity like Blade uh, and putting them into the big screen, you're you're minimizing the risk by having a horror vampire hunter than, rather than just a big flashy superhero, which back then when Blade came out, they, there weren't these superhero movies every month. Yeah, and yeah. also the uh, visual effects, we already had the ability to make most of those visual effects. You know, flight was still kind of goofy looking, uh, teleportation, web sling, all that stuff was still, you know, the CGI was really in its nascent forms. You could do it, but it didn't look great. And we didn't need a ton of it for Blade. Right. The special effects were negligible. They could actually do the special effects. They didn't have to CGI the stuff in. And because he's fighting the vampires at night, you're not dealing with you know, a lot of special effects because you can make it dark. So that way, yeah, you can cover a lot of the stuff up. Yeah. A lot of it was practical martial arts. And, and there were also some other big vampire movies like right around the same time. So it's sort of like, sort of like slipped it into the mix. I think, I mean, I would say probably 50% of the uh, audience when that came out, didn't even know Blade was a Marvel character. Oh yeah. I would, I would say you're yeah. right about that. And also don't forget, Wesley Snipes was a huge action star at the time. Art of War had come out a couple of years earlier, I think. Uh, he had a couple of really big movies. He was a big name back then. And I, I think if you question people now, I still think probably about half the people would say Blade. Oh, yeah, I remember those movies. But they d- still don't know that he yeah. was a Marvel character. Character. Yeah. I mean, he I was. Think, I think Wellesley Snipes, I think Blade helped cement him as an action character. Uh, I don't think he was that big before it. I think Blade kind of set him over the top. I think he no, was Blade, well Blade known. I think he was well known, but I think Blade kind of set him over the top. No, I think his bigger movies were before that. His um, um, uh, what was the uh, Demolition Man was before that. I'm almost positive. I think most of his big movies, yeah. Demolition Man's a classic. Uh, it's it a is great. classic. That's a that was. I, I think that's no joke. Classic, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what the cells are for. 
<laughs> I like to glue seashells into stalls and take all the toilet paper out uh, when I'm working someplace just to be a dick. <laughs> no one gets the joke, but I but they have to walk around funny the rest of the day. So it's a win-win for Todd, is all I'm saying. But I digest. Uh, going back to uh, how, why it's important for the cinematic movies, it really is a good jump start, and it really is the first R-rated superhero movie uh, that we have. I'm pretty sure it's the first R super superhero movie that we have. Uh, sort of the first R-rated one in the Marvel universe, and um, it's pretty terrific. Uh, it also goes on for two more movies. We get all the way up to the third one where Ryan Reynolds comes as another kind of big name in the uh, vampire lore. Uh, which is uh, Hannibal Hannibal King. So he used to be a vampire. Whistler uh, cures him of vampire. In the comic books, I think it's Whistler and Mobius. Morbius. But uh, in this, they only mentioned uh, uh, Whistler. And they formed like a team, the Night Stalkers, I think they call them the movie. Yep. Uh, I think in the comic book, the first iteration of this team was called the Shadow Hunters, if I'm not mistaken. It was a little bit different, but, you know, the same kind of outlook and the same kind of you know, build up. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed the comic book. Whenever I see him in the comic book, I like him. I'd be remiss if I didn't say the funny thing that Ryan Reynolds said about, and I know I've said this before, but Ryan Reynolds was asked, what's it like working with Wesley Snipes? And Ryan Reynolds says, you know, Wesley Snipes is a great method actor, so I never met him. I only met Blade, and Blade's a dick. <laughs> so, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That so, is fair. So if you were going to be reading some, wanted to read some Blade comic books, there's, you could go back and read the older stories. It, for modern readers, the older stories, really kind of tough to get through because, you know, the it just doesn't have the same style. And that they, they thought everybody, it was their first comic book. And so, like, the heroes have these thought bubbles that are going on. They don't, they do a lot of exposition rather, telling you rather than showing you like today's comics do. But if you're in for extreme, you could go into the Midnight Suns, which is, I'm sure, Tom, you want to talk about the Midnight Suns? No, 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 you can talk about it. I'm sure you remember it, but I haven't read it for a while. It's just a fun, fun one for me because I love, you know, the the gathering of the heroes. I love that. Yeah, Midnight Suns did it really well. Midnight Suns is part of uh, the Max series uh, where they had a whole bunch of the supernatural characters all teaming up like Ghost Rider and I th- was Wolverine in it because I seem to think Wolverine's in every group from the 90s. <laughs> I don't remember Wolverine being in it, but uh, Gravedigger was in it. Son the of Moth Satan. Was Son of Satan, one, another one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Satanish, uh, his sister was also in it, which I... I really enjoy her when she comes up. Dr. Druid was in it for a while. I always like seeing Dr. Druid pop up when he can. And then uh, the Night Stalker series was also part of that line. And that's Blade and Hannibal. uh, And uh, they're kind of, uh, there's one other character. I can't remember who it was, but it's another vampire hunter. And they're all kind of doing like the wet works for Dr. Strange. Van Helsing. One of the Van Helsing things, I think. Okay. Descendants. Or sure. it might have been the, the Dracula mortal side descendant. They also had that one going on for a while. Wow. Okay, so there we go. Morbius, Werewolf by Night, Danny Ketch of Johnny Blaze, Doctor Strange. Going to have to put that up again, Josh. 
Uh, so I got the whole it's list. It's, uh, it's Caretaker, Vengeance, Hellstrom, Satana, Scarlet Spider, Jennifer Carroll, Morbius, Werewolf by Night, Danny Catch, Johnny Blaze, Doctor Strange, Black Cat, Topaz, Blade, Hannibal King, Iron Fist, Elsa Bloodstone, Moon Knight, Frank Drake, Punisher, Man-Thing, Doctor Voodoo, and the Darkhold Redeemers, who are Victory, uh, Victoria Monesti, Sam Buchanan, Louise Hastings, Mordred the Mystics, Jinx, and Wild Pride. Yeah. Right. Doctor Voodoo on there, I like that. Who the hell is uh, Kale? Uh, he's really Kale. good. In, he's really good in salads. I heard. Oh, it's Jennifer Kale. Don't, oh, don't, Jennifer Kale. Go out of Yeah, it's she's a superfood. Yeah, she's super <laughs> Clap, 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 clap. Jennifer, I don't know that one. The vampires feed on her, but only the yeah. vegan ones. Right. So, uh, so there's a lot of people. Yeah, if I'm going to recommend a Blade series, I'm going to put you towards The Curse of the Mutants, which was written by friend of the podcast, Victor Gishler who we see all the time down in Pensacola. He wrote a one-shot, The Death of Dracula, which then tied over into the X-Men. And the idea is that uh, Dracula's son kills Dracula and wants to take over as the vampire king. And there's a war between the different factions of vampires. And the X-Men get drawn into it because he releases a bomb, a vampiric blood bomb, in San Francisco, and one of their own, Jubilee, is affected and becomes a vampire. And the X-Men are like, fuck this guy. Because <laughs> you know why? Because no, Cyclops doesn't, like... doesn't take shit from anybody. He attacked Jubilee? Fuck him. We're getting revenge on all the vampires. Fucking Namor has a, a giant battle with undersea vampires. <laughs> it's a great series. <laughs> They should have just been like, like, let's just jubilee and call it a day. Do you know how powerful a bit Pyrrhic Jubilee is? She could have been one of the one of the the, the, the scions of, of Galactus at that point. She's she's still a vampire, by the way. What? Of course she's, she is. She's still a vampire. All right. And Read somebody a book. should just stake her and be done with it. Read a Jubilee book. Read a Jubilee book. <laughs> Now. <laughs> oh, Josh, how about the kids from Power Pack? Any of those guys, Chair? Uh, no, but if you're looking for the X Men, it's the X Men uh, around uh, 2010 and 2011. Those comics. That's the ones you want to look for. I'd give you the numbers, but fuck, it'd be worthless for me to give you numbers on X Men comics because the Marvel hates the fans. <laughs> Uh, actually, that sounds like a great uh, one to read. I'm gonna look. I'm look forward to, to getting that. Do you know if it's in a series or? I, I bet you they pro- they probably have a graphic novel called Curse of the Mutants if they because that was the storyline. So it probably Curse assembles uh, all of them. If only there was some powerful supercomputer we could look to. Well, but, I don't want to look it up now. I'm just gonna work it down and get it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what about you guys? What's your favorite Blade story? Well, of course, you hit mine. I love the Midnight Sun, so uh, no reason to rehash that more. But I will say I love those old magazines because the stories were so small, short, compact, and great to read. The only one that I've read is uh, Spirits of Vengeance, War at the Gates of Hell. 
from 2017-2018 by Victor Gishler and David Balderone. It's a fun one. Uh, Baldion. Uh, and then that Blade was just a tertiary character in it, but he was, you know, one of the Midnight Suns in it, and he was brought in to kind of help out. Um, you know, somebody had found the silver, the silver from uh, Judas, and was trying to make weapons out of them. To yeah, yeah, Tom, Tom would a, like this book. No, I love that book. I remember it now because they uh, they also reference one of my favorite weapons in all of. Uh, in, in all of uh, fiction, actually, the speaking gun. It's only referenced in it. The speaking gun. You don't need it okay. for this particular weapon, but they those bullets that shoot the, the 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 silver of Judas will kill an angel or will kill a demon just right out, and they don't respawn, they don't come back. So it's a terrifying weapon to a lot of people, and they say it's almost as bad as a speaking gun. Uh, which is a gun that can erase all of existence if it gets its in the, the wrong hands. Yeah, so somebody had been weaponizing the, the Silver of Judas and was trying to make a weapon to kill uh, Michael, who is coming down to Earth for the Covenant, which is kind of a once-in-a-millennia event where uh, heaven and hell meet to discuss the terms of the war between the two realms. And the idea was that mortals were going to use the weapon to take out Michael and disrupt the balance in the war. And, uh, and so the spirits of vengeance were kind of trying to prevent that. So They were hell-bent on, on, on stopping it. Yes. Yes, Tom. They were hell-bent on stopping it. And so it was that story. So there was a Avengers storyline where Blade actually joins the Avengers that happened about maybe four or five years ago. And in that, there's a war in hell. And so they're recruiting all these supernatural heroes to assist the Avengers. And, of course, Blade is one of their draft picks. And he ends up staying with them for a while. Um, he's kind of... I think that might be my second favorite Blade story because he's a dick to everyone, but kind of a funny dick. <laughs> to everyone. So he didn't enlist the scientist supreme to help him. <laughs> he, he did not. No. Oh, uh, was that storyline called Mike? Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't. I don't remember it. it uh, I, I, I think it's part. Of, it's part of Jason Aaron's run. Uh, it's where they're living. The Avengers are all headquartered in the uh, head of the Celestial. Oh, yeah. That's creepy, by the way. Can we agree that's creepy? Yeah. It is a little bit of creepy. Yeah. But you got to admit that you're going to take one of the eyes as a monitoring room. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to pick. It's creepy. It's all creepy. I like it. Moving on. (laughs) I've become very distraught by this. Uh, any last words on the character Blade or the movie's Blade? Anybody? Uh, I would just say that the, especially, I, I thought the first movie was a really good bid. I was not as impressed with the second and third movies. Um, but I think those were, were rushed out and rushed storylines. And I think if they had actually just sort of dredged the lore a little bit and sort of brought up 
some of the other Marvel characters that were in sort of that the gravity, the sphere of Blade. I think that really could have been the start of what we now know as the MCU without having to gone through the 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 next thing, whatever whenever that started. What when was Iron Man? I don't know. Took a while. <laughs> it was it took a while, right? Two thousand and eight? So yeah, so a decade later, essentially the MCU starts after the first Blade movie, right? Although they're so, right. they're planning on bringing Blade back. Um, yeah, I saw that. Um, what's his name? Uh, from he's the villain in Luke Cage. Something Ali. Um, uh, Marashala Ali. That's yeah, it. Who I really enjoy. He's a very good actor. I like yeah. a lot of stuff he's been in. Yeah, he's, he's great in the forty four hundred. Yeah, he was also in um, what was the uh, the women who contributed to the astronaut program? The black woman who contributed to the astronaut program. Oh. He was in that movie too, uh, as one of the husbands. I don't know. He's in a lot of stuff. Oh, it's a puppy. Sounds great. Yeah, you'll recognize him straight away. You'll be like, oh, of course, it's that guy. He's getting a lot of work. He's really good. Um, so I hope that. I mean, I hope they. Uh, I hope they revive him. And uh, and I hope they do a little better job of getting him into the universe. Do you guys remember the uh, the guy? Remember the episode of Firefly? Oh, the, the Firefly movie, the main bad guy from the Firefly movie, the African American. Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor. That would have been a good Blade. That guy. He's got the right. I mean, Blade had kind of a round face, and you know that build. I think he would have made a good Blade. I thought he's that actually, as soon as I saw. He's actually in a new TV series based on the man who fell to Earth. You remember that old sci-fi oh, book? Wow, that was a that's a that it, was a good book. It just dropped last Friday. I think I can't remember what service it's on, but uh, uh, yeah, I love him as an actor. He's fantastic. Yeah, I really I terrific. Like Everything he's yeah. been in was terrific. He plays with the he, he has subtlety, which a lot of actors lack. Yeah, scary subtlety and range because he's the lead in the uh, screen version of Kinky Boots. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Speaking of rage, also Wesley Snipes has a little bit when you show. Uh, I never think of him as a, an actor with a lot of rage until I see him in something like Too Wong Fu with Love. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he kind of stretched a little bit. He was in White Man Can't Jump and was awesome in that. He He's... was in White Man Can't Jump. I love that movie. Yeah, I was thinking about that movie too. He does have a little rage. Yeah, but I think I think LT, if you go look on IMDb and go back into his lexicon, I think you're going to find Tom is right on this. Blade is sort of the beginning of the end. Not really. You're going to see most of his big movies running up to that. And then after that, it's really Blade, Blade 2, Blade 3, and then where the hell ha- went Wesley Snipes? What happened to Wesley Snipes, yeah? Until yeah. Really coming to America 2. Yes. <laughs> just, he was stop. fucking awesome. Have yeah. you seen Coming to America 2? He's the only I, good part of that movie. Okay, I couldn't get through it, so that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the movie is garbage, but every time Wesley Snipes on the screen, uh, he is just having the greatest time of his life, and I am right there with him. I'm like, man, I wish this whole movie was about you, dude. I could not get through that. Reliving his glory days? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Uh, 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 (laughs) Who's the guy from Top Gun? Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder had the time of his life in that movie, too. We should have a whole special on that. Like, I hate this actor, 
But. but. <laughs> you watch him at Tropic Thunder having the fucking time of his life, and yeah. I dare you not to enjoy it. I yes. dare you. Just draped in that beautiful bald cap doing his thing. It took me like a good long 30 second stare to figure out who the hell that was when I was watching that movie. I was like, Loved him in that. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And Only yes, thing I can say, I loved him in X Men Curse of the Mutants is in trade paperback. You can buy the trade on Amazon for $15.75. I got $15. Is it on Comicsology? I don't know. Oh, you'll never I can't find read it. anything on Comicsology, <laughs> Mike. You'll never find it there, even if it's... And sure, it's there. Uh, I could find, find it. I got my screen to be this big, and I couldn't see anything. LT, why don't you look it up? Ripping that scab off. Just ripping that scab off. God damn it, Comicsology and Amazon. What is wrong with you people? Don't... I'm, I'm sure it will just give me Curse of the Minus. <laughs> or Curse of Mutes. Well said. Yeah. Mikey, what do you got the front of the long box for me? At the front of the long box, I'm going to go to 2021 annual for Justice League Dark. Ooh. It is called uh, The Evil Eyes of Mr. E. So if you are not familiar with Mr. E, he first appears DC Comics in the ni- in 1980. He's only in 10 issues, but then Neil Gaiman brings them back as part of the trench coat brigade in the books of magic. And now he is, has a resurgence in justice league dark. It's not just him. Uh, of course, it's a bunch of other characters to include wonder woman, detective chimp, John Constantine and Z- Zatanna, but it's mainly focused on mystery and it kind of puts him back into the forefront of one of the badasses of the supernatural realm in DC comics. So if you're a fan of the books of magic, you might want to go check this out. All right, Tommy, what do you got the back there, buddy? I have rum and the transformers shining armor. Uh, about two-thirds of the way through this book, and so far it has been delightful. It is a story of Ronite. He has, he has found a, a Transformer that, uh, that has fallen in battle that doesn't remember anything about her existence, and he revives her, brings her back to health. Her name is Star Drive. He recruits her into the Solar Knights, and... She becomes one of them and in the in the fight against the dire wraiths. And then, of course, the Transformers come into, you know, the, the Solar Knights uh, sector of space and start their war there. And uh, Decepticons team up with the dire wraiths. And it's a big bloody battle. And everybody's battling stuff out. And so far, it's a pretty good book. Rob the Space Knight, was that one of those... Was that comic book made for toys first? I forget. It was a toy that they made a comic book for, and they put him into Marvel Comics. But now he's – I think you're talking about IDW, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's an IDW character now. Did Christos Gage write that? Uh, He's been writing a lot of Let me see if I can find this on – Comicsology. Don't don't <laughs> find out. Yes, Christos Gage and John Barber. 
Others that I cannot find out because it's impossible to find any details about books on comicsology now. So I just found uh, the X-Men Curse of the Mutants on comicsology, but I can't tell you if it's on Unlimited or if I have to buy it. Because I have no idea how this app works. (laughs) It doesn't, Mike. It, uh, it should. It Poorly. should tell you, Mike. It should tell you if it's Comicsology Unlimited. Oh, it should tell me, but I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the Apple version. I only have the Android version. Son of a bitch. Well, hating on that app is a little bit of a tangent. That's usually your realm of purview. Josh, you got a tangent for us. Yeah, I was going through some boxes and oh, spam. Uh, I was going through some boxes and uh, you know you just find those odd knickknacks from your past. And so, what is something that you have lost but not forgotten? Like, what's one of those things you're like, if I only knew where this was, or if I could just get that one thing back? What's one of the things you're you're reaching into the the bucket of your sordid past? dusting off and putting back on the shelf. What's out there? What do you got? That's a toughie. You really have to think about that one. I mean, there are a yeah. couple of things that come to mind. I know exactly. Hey, I would partner, Mike. He's dead. You can't get him back. I'm sorry. No, no. That's... You, could, you could dust Why? him off, but, but he's part of the dust now, Mike. Uh, he wasn't from my childhood. That's uh, fair. So I'm yeah. going to go with Tom's <laughs> Lanny Poffo Frisbee. Oh, the signed Frisbee. Weekly yes. Lenny, huh? Yes, that's what I would go with. Just so I could hand it to Tom and he would no longer be bitter. <laughs> it's funny you say that because that was one of the first things that popped in my head, too. I'm like, I don't want to keep dragging this up. <laughs> Mike was out back playing catch. With my leaping Lanny Poffo frisbee. You brought it over to Aaron's house. I've never even been to Aaron's house. Yeah, that's where we lost it on her roof. If it was on my roof, we could have gone and got it. It wasn't on a roof. It was in a patch of briars or sticks or something because we, we searched it for hours and couldn't find it. At least that's the story you told me. Uh, you were there. I don't remember being there, but I would have—I would have easily climbed under a roof to get my Lenny Poffo frisbee. Uh, uh, we're remembering this whole story differently. All I know is I want to get it for you because well, you're my friend. <laughs> I was there. You got a sign. You got a little more salt. You could. Rubbing his wound there, Josh. I'm trying to be nice, and you're like, "Hey, remember the good times you had with this frisbee that you no longer have?" I slept with that frisbee. He wasn't leaping Lenny when we got it signed, though, right? He was That's the right. genius. He was who? The genius. The professor or the genius? The okay, genius. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, "No, fucking sign it as leaping Lenny." The genius. Yeah, the genius. The shit bit. No <laughs> one's gonna remember the genius in ten years when I finally look at that frisbee. Hanging on my wall in my old age, Lenny. It's going to be leaping Lenny Poffo. And I'm going to have this forever. Thank you so much. And his brother wrestled too. What was his? Randy Savage. 
Randy Savage. Oh, man. Randy Savage, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was he not as Randy. not as famous as Lanny Poffo. <laughs> He's no Lanny Poffo, but he did get a he did get the uh, you know a spot in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I heard that's true. What was yeah. his name? I know. Uh, Bonesaw. Bonesaw. You are it, correct. And some. Uh, this is well, really tangential. And some uh, networks have started uh, taking out Spider-Man's what is sometimes considered homophobic insult of Bonesaw when he's in the cage. What's the, what's he the says, that's a really nice costume. Did your boyfriend make it for you? And, uh, and they cut that out. Personally, I just think Peter's uh, spider pants are tangling, maybe. But it could just be me, you know. I'm not, you know. He's I'm got not spider sense and gaydar. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, a couple of networks have started taking that line out of the movie. All right. Um, All right. That's a lot of time on a frisbee. LT, what, what, what's, what are you bringing back? Well, you know, if I could go back in time, I would also go back in time and get something for Tom. But this is something that Mike broke. I would go back in time and get Tom another Cordelia's dad mug. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Wow. He didn't Why even remember again? that. Jesus Christ, a frisbee and a fucking mug? What the wow. fuck, LT? Because, because Lord knows, Lord knows, I've tried for years to get Cordelia's dad to reissue their mug so that I could get Tom another mug. God damn, my back to... is sore from you driving that bus over it. <laughs> Fuck, LT. Uh, wow. I'm uh, really putting some thought into something Mike really fucked up that I can bring back just to <laughs> finish, finish the trifecta here, and I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've killed LT. So, so Mikey called me one day when he was living with Tom, and he was like, "Can you get me another Cordelia's dad mug? I accidentally broke Tom's, and ever since he's been breaking all the dishes." <laughs> And for years, every time I would go to a Cordelia's dad show, I'd be like, hey, man, have you guys got mugs in yet? And they're like, no, we, we haven't made mugs in a long time. And I'm like, are you going to make mugs? Could, could you make just a mug? Just one? Can I have that coffee cup? Can I have your coffee cup? Please, please. Could you guys, do you guys have a mug you could write on Sharpie, Cordelia's dad? I mean, anything. Uh, I will say this uh, for something I would actually bring back that Mike didn't destroy. Uh, or did he? Uh, when I was a kid, I had a, uh, my dad only gave me, ever gave me one thing for Christmas in my entire life. And it was a uh, little uh, football jersey. It had the number 44 on it. In case you guys didn't know where that came from. And uh, I, it's been lost in the, you know, treks of time. I think I remember Mike uh, wiping his ass with it once. Time. I don't you, you shouldn't have had it so close to the toilet paper. Uh, that's probably the problem. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, I would like to have that hanging up somewhere. It's a lot of fun memories of my father. 
well, a memory of my father, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I'd kind of like to have that back. Is that everybody? Josh. Josh, I don't think Josh. he. If, He's still really trying to think of something that I fucked up of Tom's. Yeah, and I can't. I can't. I, I'm failing on on throwing Mike under the third bus. Um, I don't know. It's um, I think it would probably be. I had a uh, probably the only ring I ever wore for any period of time, and it just was a stainless steel loop that looked like your finger had a belt on it. Huh. Uh, and it was my my it was my uncle's. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I would have thought for sure you were going to say either the Magic the Gathering cards that were stolen from your <laughs> from the uh, room. That, that's no sentimentality there. That's just a massive amount of money lost. <laughs> or how about all the Star Wars toys you had? You had some great toys up there, including uh, one of the original Dark Towers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually have to get up into my mother's attic and figure out what's going on up there. Um, I do think a certain person in my family may have sold a lot of that stuff, but I, uh, uh, yeah, I haven't been up there to confirm. We'll have to make an exploration. Yeah. All right. It's the summer of road trips, guys. Road trip scale of three to 18. What do you got? I mean, mean, road trips are 18s. Yeah. All 18s. Yeah. All right, that was an easy one. Two easy. Yeah. It was a softball question. I love a nice road trip, and uh, hopefully we'll go on a couple this very summer. God damn it. We've got right, one that's... coming up in a couple weeks. Three, four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. I got one coming up in just a couple of weeks. I'm going to fly out to Colorado and drive back. Colorado Jones. Colorado Jones. Thanks, Mom, for fucking that up and never getting me an Indiana Jones toy. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah, ever. she went to every store asking for Colorado Jones, and nobody knew what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> they named the cat Colorado. Yeah. Fuck, Mom. <laughs> that was the problem. You had one state to remember. Fuck. That is funny. I never knew that one, Josh. Yeah. yeah that was Jones. the most disappointing Christmas of all time. What do you want? I want Indiana Jones toys. What'd you get? I know that I couldn't find any Colorado Jones toys. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> it would have been so much better if you'd gotten some crappy knockoff Colorado <laughs> Jones. That would have been awesome. Have loved that. that would have been awesome, but no. Not Instead so. of a whippy as like a mace. Yeah. <laughs> Just <boom>. Anything. <laughs> da, 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 da. Doop-bop. A little slight different change yeah. for change. <laughs> All right, I guess that brings us to plugs. Uh, we got a great, uh, we got a, a show coming up not too uh, far from now. Uh, Washington D.C. Amazing God, awesome con, awesome God, and amazingly awesome. Though our time has changed from eight thirty to seven fifteen, seven forty five, seven forty five. Con closes at seven, seven forty five. We will be in the big room. <laughs> the con closes forty five minutes before we get to say anything. I hope you get to enjoy it. <laughs> no, I don't know how that works. At least you get to enjoy the entire con. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. That, that's, that's a plus that we've never had before. And then relax by ourselves in a giant auditorium. <laughs> let's, let's talk to people about this. We'll, we'll, like we'll, we'll tell people we're bringing drinks. We'll have a couple bottles with us. We'll, we'll make this a party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, got, we got Sasha coming. Sasha's always great to have on, on stuff like this. She'll be fun. 
That's right. That's right. This is going to be the best weekend ever. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd like to thank Josh's new comic book store slash game store. What's that called again? I always forget their name. Great stories. Great stories. They uh, donated a bunch of – we started a little after-school program at our preschool for a Pokemon club, and uh, they gave us a ton of cards, and Josh gave me a ton of cards, and Violet gave me a ton of – I got a nice big stack of cards uh, uh, all set. Can't believe none of us played Pokemon as kids. I guess we were just a little too old when it hit. We got Magic. Magic was our game. Maybe not a little too old. We were just too old. Just too old. It's like we just like missed that friend. Yeah. I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. Geekorthodox.com. Hello, Tammy. Geekorthodox.com, purveyors of fine stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses. Uh, if you want T-shirts, they got them at ianlino.com. You name it, they got everything at geekorthodox.com and ianlino.com. And I'd like to thank Cafe Press, where I just ordered a Cordelia's mug. Cordelia's dad mug? Cordelia's dad mug for Tom. Really? Yes. Because I designed it myself. (laughs) (laughs) So fuck you, Cordelia's dad. You could have had a sale, but now Cafe Press gets it. That's right. But I love Cordelia's dad. They're not as good as Kirby Crackle, who provides our geek rock music every week. So you can check them out at KirbyCrackleMusic.com. If you're listening to this on YouTube and you're like, what music is he talking about? I don't edit the video because I don't know how I'm old and a Luddite. But our (laughs) podcast actually has music. So if you want to listen to that anywhere you get your podcast, go ahead and look for the long box, guys. You'll find us. Please go ahead and give us a very high rating because that helps everybody else find four white guys talking about diversity in comics. Bingo. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing better than talking about that. Exactly. And you should also go over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the Longbox Guys, where for a mere $1 a month, you can support the Longbox Guys. We, but not really supporting us because all the money that we earn from our Patreon account goes to the Elizabeth Peabody House where Tom runs the food bank over there. Uh, you, Tom is always doing good as well as well. Uh, so we appreciate that, Tom. And you can also do good by donating to our Patreon, helping out some people get some food uh, who need it. And you get to listen to our Patreon-only podcast called The Geek League, where we talk about all the little geeky things we've done this week other than comic books. Yeah. 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 Anything else? I'd like to also uh, give a little plug, out, a shout-out to whosnextgaming.com. Uh, they just rebroadcast one of the episodes that I was a guest star on where we talked about the Batawang and uh, some... I'm sorry, say that again? We talked about the Batawang. Bruce Wayne's penis. <laughs> the battle way. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were just. I thought you were just being really cutesy with bat. <laughs> the, the bat way. Nope. Jets. Nope. Was, I was talking about the dude's cock. <laughs> the bat cock. Yeah. My spider pants are tangling. There you go. Uh, so hey, funny. 
oh my god i listened to it today and i had forgot how amusing i was and i was laughing at all my jokes excellent next to lt i'm my biggest fan it's true Although I'm kind of doubting that now that I had to buy a fucking mug for 20 bucks to replace it because he had forgotten about it. He didn't forget about the Frisbee. For he, got, he forgot about the Cordelia's dad mug. Oh, I'll never forget about that Frisbee. I've, I've trolled eBay for decades now. Right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going on to Cameo, and I'm going to get Lanny Poffo to fucking send you a goddamn Sorry, Frisbee. Frisbee. Lanny's not on. Yeah, yes. Barry Horowitz is. I looked for Lanny before. I haven't seen him. Oh, Lanny's on. All right. You got to have the special cameo. <laughs> it's I called OnlyFans. Only <laughs> it's called OnlyFans. Nice. <laughs> Read me a poem, Lanny. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, I love that bit. One of my other favorite bits you do is you write something on this metal uh, board and then you get you the basement. Yeah. Good bit. Good bit. <laughs> All right. I guess that will do it for us tonight. Tom, you have any words of wisdom for us? Uh, as soon as I can get my four shot, I'm going to get it. So if you're eligible to get another shot, get it. Get a yeah. shot. Have shots with the long box, guys. Shots. Shot, yeah. shot. Shot, 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 shot. Still not recommended for me and my age group, even though I'm a little older than you. But get it. I don't care. It, what? It is recommended what are you for you talking about? Over group. 50. Yeah, over right. 50 with any comorbidity, and I have uh, none of them on the list right now. A little fat. What? A little fat. Uh, you got one. What? Fat? What? He what? doesn't want to reveal it's it to the there? whole world. What was that? Uh. He's talking about Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl is dystentia, and once again, it's more of a superpower than a hernia. Oh, okay. All right. It's not a hernia. It's rectite dystension. That's about you named your hernia, Carl. You also named the tumor you had, Carl. Everything that grows in my body is named Carl. It makes it very simple. <laughs> I pissed out three Carls about eight years ago uh, when I had some stones going. So you're on Carl like, oh. five? No, more than that. I remember he called me in because he's like, Mike, you got to come into the bathroom. I swear to God, Carl looks like the Statue of Liberty. I don't know how I did it. He was holding a, a torch. Yeah. Once again, just suffered like a bastard when he passed a stone. I didn't know it until it came out. Right? You mentioned that. Josh's stone, stone came out of you? <laughs> yeah. <Holy> shit. <laughs> you, you passed a kidney stone, right? Yeah, I've had kidney stones, yeah. Yeah, and it was horrible for you. It like, the entire horrible. thing leaning up, and I passed a kidney stone. I had no idea that I had one until I pissed it out and heard a plug and brought it to a doctor. Like, Doc, did something happen to my sperm? He's like, no, it's a kidney stone. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I have a lot more questions from that story than I, I feel comfortable asking on this podcast. So let's just move on. Shove your kidney stones up in the tom. <laughs> oh, I think we know how it got up there. Yeah. It's called Saturday night. It's called having fun, LT. It's called social life. All right? You sexless bastard. Not all of us are sex cowards. Yeah. 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 Docking's yeah. a thing. You pee hard enough, anything can happen. You pee hard enough, anything can happen. 
Tommy, you got a word of wisdom to outdo that? No. I hope All right. No, get a shot. Mikey, what's this podcast like for you? It's like uh, dredging up horrible memories of shit I broke for Tom. <laughs> and Josh, sweet, sweet Josh. Uh, the open road this summer, is that your sector? It is my sector. Unfortunately, my sector isn't remembering what Mike broke of mine. It's kind of disappointing, really. This guy, well, he's killed a couple of your characters. We can at least bring that up. <laughs> and don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you hate. Just promote what you love. You live longer. Thank you for the love box, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. On the road.